All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Wherever you're tuning in from, we are very happy that you are here with us, sitting down wherever you are. I always say it. Maybe you're at your desk. Maybe you're watching your kid play hockey. You got the headphones in. Maybe you're at the gym. Maybe you're sitting in the DMV lineup. I don't know, whatever you're, whatever people do, you could be doing that and you're tuning in here with us at the high button. Just know that we do truly appreciate that. Also, speaking of the high button, high, bur- high, brr, high button t-shirts now on sale. You can go to our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any social media platform, message us. We'll get you your right size, $25 a pop. All proceeds go back into the high button to help get better equipment, to help entertain you more. Now, today on the High Button Podcast, I'm very excited to announce this next guest, Colby Lanceleaf. Colby played for the Weeks Major Midget, also played for the Truro Junior A Bearcats, and he also played one year Plymouth State University playing the game that we love, which is called hockey. Myself, Justin Belanger, Matthew Dudelay is here as well. It's going to be a great podcast. You know what comes next. Sit tight. Here we go. Man, what'd you say? Nothing bad to worry about me. All right, we're going here, fellas. Fuck Colby, man. thanks for coming, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's uh, let's let's test out the microphone. Yeah, it's good. We're good. We're good right there. All right. I think everyone that tunes in and listens to this like right away just automatically assumes I'm going to talk know. about the microphone right away. Within the first five minutes, I'm on someone's ass about the microphone. You know, you're half hour in. Sometimes we're like, yo, uh, bring the microphone back to your face. Well, I don't know if I've said this yet, but like, it'll be nice to one day, like have a guy. Cause like right now I got to watch this. I got to watch the camera and I got to watch this screen at the same time. Hold the conversation. So you need more eyes. Yeah. We need more eyes on it. It's like, I'm trying to make sure everything runs smoothly while hold the conversation. My eyes are just glossed over, (laughs) just out of it. I have expected to walk in and see Stroby behind the camera back there. Did you? Things, yeah. Yeah. He's seeing how much content he's doing now. So he should be, uh, he said that he was going to do one. He said he actually wanted to do a couple. But uh, he lives downtown, right. so it's tough for him to get here. But you know where he might jump be on the number four fucking Metro Transit, but he'd be here in twenty minutes. You know where he might be moving to? Where? Uh, Rickman's place. Oh, in this, this is what I heard. Well, you just put it out there, so you better hope. Because Rick, <laughs> Rickman's place has five rooms, and he wants to get them filled. It's in Fairview, isn't it? Oh, but God's country, buddy. Mm. <laughs> Man, Sorry, Colby. I didn't even offer. Do you want some coffee? No, I'm all I, good, man. You sure? Thank you. Yeah, I'm pissing off. It's all right. All right. You got to be clean. No coffee. How many podcasts have you been on? Zero. <laughs> One today. So Zero. How, so how's the uh, the comfort level so far? Are you nervous at all? I'm pretty comfortable. You guys make me feel welcome, so that's on, good. Honestly, when we first started this, I bet we made other people feel nervous because <laughs> no, I was nervous no. myself. Yeah. Like, when I first started these things, I was... I think that might be everything. You guys just chill out. Yeah, you have to, man. Goodbye. That's why... Come in, hang out. We have that got thing the little going. stick lit, yeah. He calls it incest, but it's incense. Incense. Incest. I fuck, up, I fuck up a lot on here, but so right. does he. That's not, yeah, right. Yeah, you do. Ah, uh, man, I'm a man of the mic. You're a statistics man. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Stats guy? Yeah, sometimes. You know your own though. I Look know at this that. right here. You know we we got we no. know the day you were born, how much you weighed when you were a baby. We know everything about you <laughs> right now. Sid number. Yeah, I do got your points per game. Do we? Oh, fuck. <laughs> nah, Justin Jr. No, we're set. It's a good little stat to have. I find so sometimes you know you'd be like this guy sitting there talking about how good he is or something like that, which really hasn't happened yet. But if he is, and you can be like, yeah, well, fuck. You guess really? what? Nah, we haven't had that yet. We haven't had Billy on so. Is, is Billy going to talk about himself the whole time? That's all he knows how to do. <laughs> I'm Billy. <laughs> I played hockey. 
Anyways. So, all right. So this. Well, we got Col- we got Colby here. Do you talk about yourself a lot? No, I try not to. Oh, you're gonna have to today, man. So get ready for it. Give Do us the proper pronunciation of your last name, because uh, Belanger had a, lo- a hard time with it. Lance Leave. So. Lance Leave. I was saying Lance Leave. Lance That's pretty Lev. close. No, no. What was I saying? Oh, something horrible. Well, the intro, like I do the intro before you get here, and I was trying to do the intro, and I waited for dudes to get here because I didn't want to fuck up your last name without <laughs> him being here. Anyways, we got it down right. We got it down pack. We're good. You, you find it's a name that announcers fucked up a lot? Almost always, yeah. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like, there's only a couple ways it can go, you know? Right. Like, I know for me personally, dude, like, I, I got do set all the time, which is like, I mean, I get it. You're being lazy and you can't figure it out, but where's the C? Right. Do you know what I mean? Just make things up sometimes, it seems like they're doing. Yeah, sometimes I think they just do it maybe to piss you off. Maybe. Or at least maybe that was my mindset at that point. <laughs> Belanger, <laughs> Belanger. When it comes Belanger. to you, yeah, maybe they were. Yeah, for, yeah for You probably blue. pissed them off all game, and they finally Sitting got to there. say your name. Two minutes, Matt. Douchebag. Douchebag. Well, you probably got three penalties in the first minute, so I think in the first period, sorry. So I'm sure they. Let's be clear about something here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Not very often the old boy put the team down two minutes, okay? Because I was on the penalty kill, so that was my ice time. I'm going to the box. I'm going to the box for 10 fucking minutes plus. Or I'm going to the dressing room. None of this two-minute shit, okay? So, for the record now, no more penalties, just misconduct. If there was one person that I would say was pretty good at bringing the other guy to the box, it was you. Because you pissed people off, and people usually retaliated against you. So, if there was a skill set that I think you've mastered, there you go. it was bringing the other guy to the box. Well, once you get a penalty, you're like, shit. Now I have to do something like if if I have to take four for his two, that's fine. You know what I mean? Just yeah. take him with you. That way, it's even. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of player? What kind of player were you growing up? Give me, give me your skill set. Give me the thing that that you loved, I guess, in hockey. That I loved. Well, that you were good at, I guess. We're all good at something. I thought, as far as skills, I was more of a playmaker. Not a boy. I thought I could move the puck. Okay. Let um, the puck do the work. I uh, I always worked hard. Tried to work hard, but uh, I was happy with some parts of my game, not happy with others. But I always thought I could put a puck in the tape or yeah, set some play up. It's funny you say work hard. Most players don't say that. Most no. players say, "Oh, I had great hands. I had a great uh, shot. I had a great. I was a great skater." Yeah. A lot of players don't say, "I'm a hard worker." It's yeah. an interesting thing that you say that because I didn't get anything else too naturally. I didn't have the size. But, I didn't have a hard shot. Wasn't a great skater, but Kind of had to work hard to get good at those things. I well, think. then when you're working hard at, at something, you're working hard in all areas. That way, you're gonna you're gonna get better. It's just it sounds cliche, but it's just plain and simple. It if is you work what it hard, is, you know. Yeah. And if you're a coach, oh, sorry, you go. No, that's the only thing I think I consistently did. That's just work. Well, that's another word. You have to. So it's another word. Consistently, it's hard to be a good player and not be consistent. If you're a consistently right. hard worker, I think those are two skill sets that a coach would look for. Am I wrong? No, absolutely not. And I, as far as that goes, coaches always say, like, I'd rather have the hardest working guy than the most skilled guy because... Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, who's going to show up probably, you know? Yeah, you know what you're getting anyways. Exactly. How many times have you heard that story of guys making the NHL? Not really the biggest skilled guys, but just hard workers every single night. Yeah, our whole entire province. Yeah, uh, essentially. Except for, like, you know... Marshy, Nate, and Sid, right? But, <laughs> but still, man, those guys are all the horses. Guys, they are, yeah, yeah for right. sure. I'm not saying they don't work hard, but I'm saying guys like O'Donnell and Sill and like yeah. Liam O'Brien, like those guys had to bash heads and, and kill themselves just to even get a sniff. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. like I said, it goes back to if you just work your hardest. It's easy for me to say, too, because I didn't work hard. And I didn't get anything. Yeah. 
So it's easy on this side of the fence. See <laughs> you the know other what I mean? End of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it is. Yeah. It is kind of incredible how many guys that we've produced in the in the NHL are just on a pro level. How many people are in Nova Scotia? Prov- no million compared to Ontario. Couple, probably, yeah. How many people are in Ontario? I don't know. I'm not, I don't. These aren't stats that I know. You know everything else. Anyway, it is it is <laughs> remarkable, man. With how many guys that we've pumped out up into the into the NHL? If you think about it, over the years, even just in pro hockey. Yeah, and well, even pro hockey, that's here, even a bigger you know? number. Way bigger. It's like whether guys make it to the NHL or not, a lot of guys still get to go make a living, right? Like you got to go over and play. Where did you play? In Romania, was it that I seen? Romania? Yeah. Okay, so let's yeah. stop there. Because when I seen Romania, I'm thinking. Russia. Like how in the what fuck? What are you thinking? I didn't know what I was getting into I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking so of like romaine you, lettuce. Where do you originally make this connection? So that was that was a few two years ago. And me and Jordan McNaughton decided we were going to try and go the pro route. Mm-hmm. We both just did one year of school. So I was reaching out to some people, firing off as many emails as oh. I could. Um, Love it. Lori Barron I reached out to because I knew he was in the UK a few years before. So he ended up getting back to me in August. And me and uh, Nuts, I guess, McNaughton had gotten a contract in Norway, like three, I think, at the time. So that would have been a gong show. So what's Norway 3? Would that be like like A, I guess, if you were going by calendar? Yeah, here? I guess so. Like it's f- Norway 1's good. Norway 2's yeah. okay. And Nor- Norway 3's like, we'll pay for you to come over, and then you figure it out after that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay for the flight. I think it kind of sounds fun. Yeah, it's a <laughs> uh, glorified men's league, apparently. So Sweet. So in August, we got a call from Lori, and he said uh, he had a, a buddy over there, Tommy McCarthy. He's from the Toronto area. Of course he is. That's such a Toronto. Oh, wait, he's McCarthy. the coach, eh? He was the coach going over there. He played the show. Yeah, he's... You know him? He's a legend. No, I just... I just I'm, I right, don't get smart. Jesus Christ. Who did he play nope. for on the show? I have no idea. But exactly, I so you're not that smart. Minnesota. Yeah, the North Stars. Exactly. Yeah, I think he was a first rounder, but if you look him up, he's... 200, 400 points or something like that. He's quite interesting to look up, no matter... So he has stats, life, there. he's pretty cool. So is he coaching in the Norway three? Is that what you said? No, no. That this was that was the contract that we got in the spring. Right. So that was it. Wasn't looking good, you know. Right. Yeah, but yeah. That was we had to go with something. Well, yeah. So then August comes around and Laurie called me back and said there was this opportunity. He was looking for some Canadians there. Tommy was. So I reached out to Nuts and he was pumped up. So it's a sick name. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I went there beginning of September. I guess we figured it out and went there. I had no idea what to expect. I just talked to Tommy on the phone a couple times. He <laughs> seemed, seemed like a pretty rugged, classic, old, old school You're guy. You're kind of guy. He was unreal, man. He's the coolest. He's Canadian? He's yeah. from Toronto. Okay, that makes it better. Yeah. yeah. Halfway around the world, you're being coached by a Canadian. I yeah. think that's a little... So, does, is, they're out there. Are they searching for, like... Would You You would have been an import then, no? Yeah. So, they have to use an import card on you? Is that how yeah, it goes? Yeah. We could... I think they could carry something like nine or ten, and they could dress five. Jesus, Something like sounds that. like Jimbo's junior A teams. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. You're out after a warm up, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but so, so that was very interesting. Those were so that was that was in Romania, which is you said Russia. Is that, that I don't know. I have no. I, I was thinking well. of Russia and Romaine lettuce. That's all I know about Romania, man. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know much either. What's it, the bar scene like over there? A lot of if, vodka. If you went to Brasov, which is their ca- no, Bucharest is the capital. Brasov is a nice city. Yeah. They would be. They would have some. Some sort of bear scene. Yeah. We didn't have much at all. Oh. We were in a pretty rugged little town. There wasn't much going on. So what did you do, like outside of hockey? Yeah. Well, yeah. we went. Yeah. I mean, the bear scene wasn't much, but we went. <laughs> okay, you made so the best there, out there of it. There was two two spots, two three spots, so you could kind of bounce between. It was a very small town. The whole town went to the games. So really, yeah, you couldn't uh, couldn't hide out at all. 
well, that's but fucked. Didn't really try to either. We were you guys like visibly imports? There? Yeah, there was honestly there was visibly three Canadians <laughs> when we first got there for the first weekend of games because imports another thing. There was I think ten imports in and out of there by the first of November. And we started season on <laughs> September fourth. Guys are coming like nah. Yeah, that kind of came yeah. out, that came around to how I got out of there because I didn't see that lasting much longer. So. Yeah, guys are landing. It's like two bars. See you later. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're thinking. No, they all got dished, man. All yeah. them. You'd w- lose three games in a weekend. Get rid of four imports. Really? Lose another couple games. Two or three. I guess imports. you don't want to waste your cards on them. But going back, did yeah. we stand out? It was me and a fella from uh, the Paw, Manitoba, and we both had hair to here. He had no front jibs, and we both had big beards, so we stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> then we were hanging out with a kid from Toronto who was black, tall, skinny black kid, so yeah. that was it. Is there any black people over there? Anywhere with uh, they were all yeah. darkish brown, but not, not black at okay. all. So he, stu- <laughs> he stood out like crazy. He'd stay out people were like Whoa. four or five in the morning, and then the next day the manager would be coming in the room. What's going on, Soupy? You're drunk before practice. Before <laughs> Everybody's seen you. Yeah. That's crazy. You guys wear track suits? Like, were if, like track jackets? No. Matching? Uh, on the road, we we had our track suits and whatever, but never wear them out. So what are the road trips like right now? Like, what are, like what kind of bus are you driving? Like, a school bus? Like, give me give me something. What's, yeah, paint be, us a picture. What, yeah, be, paint us a picture here. Like how we, when we get to Midget, I guess, Bantam now in Nova Scotia. They're yeah. on the tour buses. They're on the it tour w- bus in Bantam now? Oh, yeah. Do you kid me? You Man, we out missed out the house. They're yeah. getting interviewed it's not by even East Lincoln Bantam. Considered minor hockey anymore? No, I don't think Major Bantam. Major Bantam. But are they, are uh, they getting paid in Bantam now? <laughs> Jesus Christ. More than I didn't. They Jesus get more Christ. gear than we ever got. I think too. Are they drinking in Bantam? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. Did I? Did you? You, de- you definitely did. No, I didn't 100%. drink till fucking last year. I had a few drinks. In <laughs> I had a few drinks in Bantam. I won't lie. All right, sorry, we cut you off. <laughs> they. Uh, it would have been like your low scale tour bus i guess so it was your tour bus but it was we were going on 16 hour uh, bus rides to serbia Can and you there, sleep on a there bus was no sleepers Ugh. you could hardly even recline them and they had the pisser closed so if these guys wanted to take a piss they were getting bussy to pull over and they were taking pisses on the side no of the piss highway. jokes what I never seen no pisser. I thought it was unreal. 16 hours on the bus overnight. There's definitely a piss jug on that bus. I was going to say. When the boys got boozing after road after games going back home, there was a lot of piss jugs. I Isn't thought, that... There no, you go. That's something in hockey that yeah. literally will never change, man, is bussies on the way home, boys having beers and yeah. having pizza and shit. Like, since we've been, what? Since you're 19. You're allowed, yeah. For, for legal sakes. Yeah. Uh, you're driving home on the bus. Like, you're coming home from Yarmouth. Like, we got in so much trouble. With Jimbo all the time, man. We'd About have drinking on the bus? Well, the boys, would, we'd lose, and he'd say, no drinking on the bus if we lose. And the boys be in the back secretly getting shit-faced, and we'd be leaving rum bottles on the bus, and boys leaving their dress shoes. Oh, well, yeah, you got to clean the, the the bottles up. That's but your job, not mine. What are you talking about? <laughs> Anyways. I think That's co- why you got in trouble, that fucking mentality right there. Yeah, <laughs> just clean your shit up. You'd be fine. We used to lose all the time. Troy would just be like, yeah, don't worry. Just clean your shit up. I had nothing to lose. I wasn't playing anyways. Yeah, I guess so. Talk about one of the better social settings to drink is after on a bus, after a win, with the boys with like... Uh, Maybe nothing better. N- not much. Yeah, there's not much. You're right. Like, I'd rather drink on the back of a bus than a bar, I think. Even the guys bunch. that you like, there's always a couple guys on the team or a guy, none if you're lucky, that you just like kind of don't see eye to eye with. You don't, you're not really getting yeah. a good vibe from. Even those guys are in on the conversations. Yeah, that's on the your beers. You fucking love that guy for yeah. that night. You know what I mean? That's right. It's, so little moments, right. it's little moments like that in sports that are... I don't know. I just... I guess sports, because they would do that in other sports, yep. obviously. But uh, is it obvious? Man, I was gonna say, I, am I overlooking that? It, is it a baseball thing? Is it a? It is a. It must be a baseball. It depends thing. what you're doing in I baseball. Like, is it a soccer thing? I don't know. 
Is I it a curling thing? Tur- it'd be know. a tournament thing then. But there's no like think about it, there's no like junior A soccer lifestyle where they're traveling to Woodstock and traveling to Campbellton on Wednesday night and playing soccer or baseball, you know what I mean? Like our highest baseball around here is the senior, which I play. Mm-hmm. And you're playing Monday, Tuesday night, you're going to Kenful, Cape mm-hmm. Breton is your farthest, you know? So I no. think it, I think there might be nothing like it. So I think it might I think you were onto something. And whatever level you're at, if mm-hmm. you're on the bus with the boys after a big win, okay, a couple cold ones. Here's my thing though, is it a major junior thing? Or it, is it a major like junior? Like you mean when it comes to like are you allowed like having a couple beer on the on the well, back we, of the bus? We didn't do that in Churro. No. We weren't doing that regularly in Churro. So then I don't think they'd be doing it with the Mooseheads. I don't think they'd be doing that with I they, think Do you think they would be? I yeah, don't but think then so. again, if they are, who cares? Then again, like you're going to the show first round this year and like you open a little bottle and you're having a couple pops with your best buddy who's saying something to you is anybody? If you're running the show? Maybe. I don't know. I've never been know. that well, guy. That's, that's the thing you got to watch. I don't sitting around. I don't know if you're freely twenty of them all boozing. I doubt that they don't even allowed to grow playoff beards. The mooseheads aren't. Yeah. So you think they're allowed to fucking have a beer on the bus? I no, bet not, not, man. not. But at the same time, I feel like that's a different scale of things. Like I know junior A probably gets a bad rap, but there's been a lot of guys who move on from junior A. But as a whole, it's almost like they the end of your your road. You know what I mean? You're either going to do that or go play university or college yeah, somewhere. But yeah. the guys in the queue, they're like 15, 16, 17 yeah, for the long, most younger part. Like that too. And these guys That's are, true. are That's pushing true. for one fucking thing, man. And that is the next level. So even if you open a beer and coach says it's okay, someone sees you, the world we live in these days, man, could completely tarnish your name just it by one, one underage. That beer. might be the thing too. It might've been different years ago than it is now. Well, how would anybody know? There was no Snapchat. There was no, right. Your word against theirs. That was it. It stayed on the bus. That yeah. is true. Yeah. I feel like that might not be a rule now because the kids are all like. Eh. And I know how we said social setting. It's the best social setting to have a beer after a win on with the boys on the bus home. It is. But if there is that one individual that you're not seeing eye to eye with and that guy is a snitch, essentially, it can completely change the situation. Guy goes and tells coach, hey, the boys are having beers on the back. It's a terrible situation. Yeah. Worst guy. Exactly, and that is everyone knows a guy like that. Yeah. Everyone knows a situation like that, and that can completely ruin. Wow, it. Those teams are so win, many guys right now. You know, like, those teams don't win, do they? That's exactly correct. Wow, no fucking chance. So Every, it's funny because or that guy gets beat up and he's um, gone by deadline. And yeah, he's just captain. Gone. Captain goes into <laughs> the coach's room. Listen, this guy's got to go. Well, at the same time, coach and management. If you got this guy, you know, fucking chomping at your cheese every second day. There's something's going on. Your co- coach is like, Jesus Christ, he's everything we do, he's, he's snitching on them. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to ship him over my own. You got to be a smart boy. It's funny you said that teams like that don't win because when I was just looking at the elite prospects is what basic stuff for this, it said you guys had been to the Kent Cup finals three times while you were there. You went to the finals with Plymouth. You guys won a Fred Page and, and you went to an RBC Cup. Is, that, is this all true? Yes. Do you have any so, snitches on those teams? No. So there you go. See, there you go. So that's what Even I'm saying. Even the guys who seem like duds sometimes, like we were saying before, like you said, those guys you're buddies with for the night. Yeah. Like I find like when you have that culture, which it's junior hockey, but like Churro has that culture. For sure. That's without a doubt. Yeah. You guys can change within that too, you know? Guy might be, that's not his wheelhouse at all. Well, he spends oh, I'd say that's more common than, than anything Right? Though. And yeah. that's how the culture can change you in a good way. For so sure. You need good guys to That's win. a very good point, man. 
Say that again. It's Explain. like the guy. It's like you're. Say for example, him and I have been on the team for a year. You're the new guy. Him and I don't really like. Yeah, we're kind of like, who the fuck's this guy? I'm not really feeling him. Mm. Then you guys get a big win, or you have a big moment as a team. Now you're hanging out, and everything kind of changes. That per that person, so you in this mm. scenario changes. Mm. Now you're seeing eye to eye with the whole team, and now we're just on this tear because of one bad vibe turned good from just one good thing that the team did. That's when you know that you're going to be a unit and you're yeah. just all striving for that one thing. And that's when that guy buys in, when that guy that could have been that snitch or whatever you said, right? Yeah. You get him to buy in. It's a good point. You need that. Is this thing a co- – can you coach this? What? What you're talking about, like accepting a new guy. If you're after a win, everyone buys in. Can you coach you can, getting everyone to buy into a system or is that a, like, is that a, a captain thing? Like Sean a, Evans does. I think it's a culture thing. Like I know if you have a coach that you want to play for, which I'm sure you always want to play for Evans because that's all I've ever heard. When you have just the guy up top that you want to win for, and then you have a couple buddies on your team, or you guys were a team for the last couple of years, and now you're a, fu- a fucking family or whatever, yeah. I don't think it necessarily can be taught. I think it just has to go by little steps of the year, like coach not being too hard on you, knowing how to treat each and every single player. Like, mm. So I guess maybe it is coaching. And you got to give a fuck. Well, absolutely. If you care a bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you got that culture around you. and You, but like you don't want to be the only guy that doesn't want to win. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, everyone's b- battling, and you're just sitting right, there. Right, because like, it comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah, exactly. When you play 52 games, yeah, it comes out. You see that when you skate every Monday. Yeah, you know when it the boys are going out, down the you're stretch, never showing boys up. are battled or injured and battered and bruised. You know what I mean? Like time will tell. Time yeah, will you, pick out the weeds in, right. the, in the group. And unfortunately, for a lot of teams, that happens in the middle of the spring, and then you're fucked. Or in the playoffs. That's what the true. Well, that's even yeah. worse. I guess the spring will be playoffs. Middle spring. You've played in a few playoffs. You know what season they're in. <laughs> I'm a huge believer in guys come like teams like getting hot late. Perfect example: the Kings five years ago. And they did that two years in a row. Did they? Very yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge believer in that. I really don't care if you haven't figured your shit out Vegas. before the All Star break. As long as you have your shit figured out after the All Star break, I think you'll you'll, you'll have a good uh, a good shot at that. Pittsburgh. Last time Pittsburgh won the Cup, first half of the year, I think they went on like a nine game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Terrible. After the All Star break, they figured it out, won a Cup. Huge believer in that, especially in the NHL. Other leagues, you can figure it out maybe 10 games until playoffs. But Look at Vegas. Their coach started right from there. The culture yeah. he brought was a – I'll call it the no give, the not give a fuck culture because mm-hmm. he said his players would make mistakes. He wouldn't say shit. Yeah. He said they're professionals. They yeah. know what they did. If you harp on it, unless it's massive and, or it's something you can fix right away, you let it be. Let them get out there and let them forget about the mistake and do what he's, what he's doing. Like Vegas's players – Half of them, you didn't know who the fuck they were. Like, William Carlson, he had, like, 13 points in Europe. He scored 89 points last year. Signed a contract, It's because too. they were a goddamn family, man. They believed in what they could do when no one else could. Well, just a bunch of rejects with a chip on their shoulder. And they're like, all right, no one wants us. We're going to show you. I yeah. feel like that was the culture. Led and by like, friend of the show, James Neal. Shout out to James Neal, friend of the show. <laughs> but, yeah. So, he's right. See, that that was just him making a good point. Just almost enraged me. It'll be it, yeah. <laughs> It would be interesting to see how Vegas does next year because none of them really have a chip on their shoulder anymore. They're all like, all right, we're all studs. We made it. Yeah, you don't, what, I don't know. It could completely ruin them. It could completely. That was a big thing they had going for them last year. Think about music, one-hit wonders. Yes. Vegas. Vegas Golden Knights could be that next album. What do you guys think of the name, Vegas Golden Knights? I don't know. I, never, I don't know the significance behind it. For whatever was getting thrown out there at the time. True. What were other things getting thrown out there? Well, there was a few nights. There was the Black Knights. Yeah. But then there was just some ridiculous like names. Like the High Rollers. And yeah, like gambling names the high and stuff. Rollers. So Golden yeah. Knights, I think, was the best choice out of those. For sure. 
that I heard. I think it. I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, it might have something to do with their history, but I'm not sure. Speaking of the Knights, London Knights. Do you hear? Uh, who's the guy that just signed with Ottawa? Kachuk. He Brady? might be leaving BU and going to London, or they're saying he might make Ottawa this year. They're saying he's that good. Does he want to play on Ottawa this year? He actually year? did say that he was pumped to play in Ottawa because really? I remember someone tweeted and laughed about it. He said it. that. Yeah. That he wants. That he's excited to play in Ottawa. What are you going to sit there and be drafted by Ottawa and go fuck? I'm pissed. Ottawa drafted me. No, I just didn't <laughs> think that he would automatically assume that he would be on the team. Well, it's not that he. It's not, that's not what he was insinuating. He was saying he was pumped oh, to be in the yes, organization. Okay, yeah, he was, sorry. Yeah. I but thought he you wanted meant, to play I, this year. It's classic media guy, eh? Over overlooking it. Yeah, you got you got to cause some controversy somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, but if he plays for Ottawa, fuck Jesus Christ, that's going. There. Yeah, I've been working out a little bit. Um, yeah. studio's falling apart here. Um, you got it? No, I uh, no. They're they're saying that he might uh, he might leave BU. And go to London because the OHL is a better um, feeder for the NHL because they play more games in the CHL or the OHL rather than going college route. Okay. Because uh, yeah, that's that's the game plan apparently for him. But they also said that he might be on Ottawa this year, so <laughs> he really just did that, eh? I'm a fucking warrior, but he chipped the table. It's actually better. What do is you mean? It? I'll sand it and yeah, that's all good. Restain it for you. Fuck's sake. Who's your team in the NHL? I like Calgary. Oh, who drafted me? You got drafted to the NHL? <laughs> I don't know you didn't. You Imagine. <laughs> Holy fuck. I could hardly get a shift in Junior A until I was 18. <laughs> junior A? I still haven't had one. Here, I'll fix it. If you want to carry the conversation, I'll oh, fix buddy, it really I'm quick. Good. It's, fuck, it's pissing me off that it's Why? broken. It's I can do broken. it. It takes me two seconds. All right. It takes me two seconds. Let's talk about something really quick. It's just me, like, though. Yeah, you can bring up something. Oh, me? You said you like Calgary. I like Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I like Calgary because of Jerome McGinley, honestly. Was that from when back when you were a kid, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he the was first time f- I think I seen him, he... Who did he fight? Remember when his face was covered in blood? Lecavalier. Like, just covered? Was it Thanks, I Dad. can't remember, and I just... I loved him. I thought he was awesome. Then there was that game... Because he'd score all the time. You'd obviously see that. But there was that game where... I remember him and Colin White, and you knew Colin White because he was from home so picked county he was just a big tough defenseman yeah. from here in new jersey him and iggy because iggy seemed kind of small back then i feel like yeah it was poor tv realized like he fuck he was six foot like he wasn't like five yeah. eight or something yeah he wasn't martin st louis or anything yeah. like that but he was uh <laughs> he kept going in his corner run him over then he'd get run over then he'd run him over and i then just thought fight he was, oh he was awesome man oh he, he blocked shots he actually did it all that's why i loved him I thought so he was is, is that that from that must be from your childhood days, man. Picking that shit up. Yeah. Did you say you model your game after Jerome McGinley? I wanted to. You wanted to. Couldn't I guess shoot that's a good like way. him. Couldn't fucking hit like him, but. But you can't. I, don't I just know, man. I, yeah. I did. That I tried to be like complete because I seen like how good he was. How he was much a hard I liked worker. Him. He was a hard worker. There's he was a, consistent. He was, he was still trying to get in the league like last year, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. last month, he just retired. Like yeah. he just announced. He's like, like no. After not playing for a full year. Yeah. He's still trying. Looks like Yager too. Yeah. I remember him when him and Sackick ran the NHL. Like him and Sackick were like the golden boys of the NHL. And I remember they played against each other once. And you and I, we were on a road trip in Cape Breton. What's the? It was a restaurant right next to Center Two Hundred. Anyways, we went That's in a there. Casino. Was it? It might have been. Whatever it was, we all went in, and they had it up on the projector screen. And I'm pretty sure Aginla and Sackick fought. Maybe I'm wrong, but they they both went at it. Whatever. And I remember watching that and just being like, I love these two guys. Really no end of the story, but I just remember that. I still about, call about it the curve, the Saka curve. Yeah. And Sports oddly night. enough, Saka and Aginla were my two favorite curves growing up. I don't know why I just remembered that, but. Good guys. 
Good hockey players. Good for the game. Good curves. Good curves. I hated the again the curve though. Did you? Yeah. I like it at the good lie, man. It's like that. He can't miss pass even if he tried. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think about what the Aginla is. I can forget it it's now. It's just like that. It's almost like it's almost skinnier in the middle, so it starts thick. Yeah. Goes skinnier and then goes a little wider to the toe, mm. and it's completely like rectangle. It's crazy how the Sackic has lasted this long. People still use the Sackic. They they name it something else. Like they'll call it the Kane or the Ovechkin. P ninety two. Yeah, but it's the Sackic. They Sportsnet did like a bit on it a year ago. Like they did like a story on it how it's still relevant and people still use it in today's NHL, the curve. Yeah. Crazy. And Sackick talks about going to the Easton shop and like spending two days there perfecting the curve. So do you like the Sackick curve? Because I know you're a righty. Yeah. I like so the I always wondered, it, is the, the curve different? Because it looks different to us, right? Like if I look at your left hand stick, it's going to look like it looks like a bigger hook. And if you look at mine, that's same That's a good thing. point. Uh, that's, that's apparently. That's... I, well, once you said it, I was like, yeah, duh. So... Yeah, like to me, it looked like I was like, oh, I want that sackic that the lefties yeah, have yeah, that yeah. has that huge hook on it. <laughs> but apparently, that's just how it looks to your eye because you're right. So yeah, used I'm to a lefty, it. I'm a lefty, you're right, yeah. When you guys ever got your skate sharpened, did you ever say to the sharpener, like, can I get it four fifths or whatever? I don't know what any of that shit means. No, I, I just say, can I get them sharpened? I didn't know that until junior. Did the you? Only, I never, the only one I ever knew was flat bottom V, and that was when it first came out because I like my skates dull. Do you? Very dull. Why? Really? Because I like I like for my skate to be able to do everything. I'm not like I don't dig in really much. I'm up on top of the ice. So on your toes. I need to be able to, to get the fuck out of the way because someone's trying to kill me right quick. Is basically how it is. But like you know how like if you sometimes go to stop and your skates are so damn sharp that you like buckle your knees. Oh, you know yeah. you know that or you that just can't. Sound. You just can't stop because it's so damn sharp. Yeah. I can't stand that. So like I I like to be able to like completely pivot on my skate just like that. Like a goalie. Being, yeah. Essentially. I'll go usually half the year, three quarters of the year without sharp my ice skates. Wow. Interesting. What about you? You sharp or no sharp? Um, I like sharper. Yeah, me too. I like cutting in. How Normal sh- people over how here. How sharp is five eighths? No idea, man. Back to what I said. I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> Nine sixteenths is one of them too. I remember once. We it's had just the degree yeah. of the cut, right? So the the sharper the degree. So I'm mm. gonna assume. F- f- what was the first one you said? Five eighths. Five eighths. Would be a bigger, yeah, and then bigger divot than the nine sixteenths, right? So you just have to think it would be deeper, not like that. You right? know, do you know who Breaker is or the June, my junior A trainer? He's a legend. Yeah. So you know Breaker, he was our trainer and uh, for the Lions and the Marauders. Anyways, we got this one guy that came in once. He got traded, not traded. We picked him up from a junior A team in Ontario. He was really good in uh, in the O. He played in the O. Had an attitude problem. Got sent down to junior What's A. His Anyways, name? Taylor or something. Taylor, bigger guy. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I forget his last, last name. name yeah. anyway. anyway, so he comes in first day, right? Gives his, gives his skates to Breaker. He goes, <laughs> hey, 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 Breaker. Uh, so here's here's the deal with the skates. And gives him this long rundown of how he likes them sharpened. How, like, you know, he wants them sharpened in between the second intermission. Like, gives us, like, if you know Breaker, he's just like, give me your skates. I'll fucking sharpen them. There's no, there's no fifth, five eights and a quick intermission sharpen. There's none of that shit. No. It's like, once a day, that's it. <laughs> that's all you get. So, so, anyways, he comes in and he gives Breaker his skates, gives him this rundown. I'm standing behind Taylor as he's giving his skates to Breaker. Taylor walks away into the dressing room. Breaker just looks at me, rolls his eyes. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Doesn't even sharpen his skates the first day. Puts him in his stall, unsharpened ice. He comes back, <laughs> wow. complains. Anyways, it was fucking hilarious. That's what you do when you people act like that. That was the biggest thing I found, like, is guys coming down for the next level. I was always so curious of, like, how they were going to react and how they were going to act. You know what I mean? 
So yeah. like guy gets sent down to junior A from the queue and he was kind of a stud in the queue, but he was a pecker head. Yeah. So they sent him down to junior A. Like you're always like, oh, is this guy going to be a fucking dick or is he going to yeah. help us out? But hockey hockey rooms seem they have that language of straightening someone out. It's not even a straightening out. It's just a it's a vibe in a room. It's just if you know you're being a dick, you know you're kind of being a dick. Like you won't, no one will pass you the puck, or it'll it'll be. But then again, it comes back to what you're saying about a seed in the room. You kind of have to address mm. that before it gets out of hand, and then you start it grows losing. Grows to a weed, right? Yeah, it grows into a weed. Exactly, That's a bad weed. I've never come across that though. Q guys coming down being dicks. Bad weed. Yeah. Oh. Have you? No. Churro used to get. What are you guys looking at each other? Is there someone? Oh, no, I just, no, I just I've I've had a few bad weeds. It might even have been the bad weed myself. The only well, not get. I thought you, I thought you meant getting sent down. Oh no, fuck. The only guys. Yeah, ever, there's always. Yeah, you always come across a couple bad guys. The yeah. only guys that ever got sent down to our junior A was. But like you said, it has Roskies. a way of working itself out. You know what I mean? Like the guy, all of a sudden, he's the idiot in the room, and no one really cares what he says or gives him shinny or whatever the case may be, or sits by him on the bus, and he's gonna be like, "All right, obviously something I'm doing here isn't working," or he's gonna go, "We let me out of here." Yeah, and those and are the guys. In that case, that, you don't want him anyway. Yeah, those are the guys that end up in almost every team in the league or a couple teams, yeah. and they go somewhere else because <laughs> they don't last. So Some, you, you played in Churro the whole time, didn't you? Yeah, I've okay, always admired cool. that organization. Yeah, and in the junior A league, at least. For and sure. that's kind of how, because you're always trying to win there. Well, if you traded for a dud, then they didn't last long. Yeah, exactly. Especially like my first year, we had a lot of imports in and out. It was my 17 year, but then my 18 year was when we hosted the Fred Page. So we had tons of guys in and out for the first two months there. Trying yeah. to just yeah, because you gotta you see what a guy did last year, what his potential could be, or you hear what one or two people say about him. You and also he see how your team reacts when yeah. that guy comes too. Yeah, he doesn't gel with the boys, or you can't find him in the lineup, or he's just a fucking donkey. Then <laughs> so that's the way it kind of is. Yeah, that's true. But then if you send him somewhere that the team's got four wins all year and. He's a stud there. Then yeah, he's that probably pisses loving off it. the other guys even more if he's a shit guy. And then yeah. he's sticking around because he's your better player. Right? That's the thing, though. Like when you bring other guys in and other guys get bumped out of the lineup that have been there for two years, mm-hmm. that, that can cause something. Oh, it yeah. does too. But you, ugh. what you say it's a business, but like I guess in the junior age scenario, which <laughs> we're we're also familiar with, is it is a business, but it. I guess it is at the end of the day because you're trying to pay to get people in the seats and you got to keep your team going and blah, blah, blah. But it's like you got to put your compassion aside, you know. Mm. So that's why I think being a manager in that league would be tough because you still get some young kids, right? Mm. And then they're just like not fully grown into themselves or something or they're just not from here. I think I found like a lot of the northern Quebec guys that came here, they just like got so frustrated that they just like so pissed off all the time that they just hated it and then they got shipped out all the time. And you're trying to... Because you want to put fans in the seats. So mm-hmm. I always thought it would be difficult to try and what are you going to do with your local guys? Yeah. If they're borderline, well, then they're, this yeah. guy's better for, than, than him, but he's from Ontario. So is he going to kind of take a back seat to your local guys so that you can build up your local players and get more fans that way? So Or is that going to affect the crowd at all? You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think with Truro, when you guys have such a winning tradition, I think that as much as the people would want to see local kids. It's the winning product that the Bearcat fans want to see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, whereas, like, I feel like in a place like Bridgewater, who's now, they're starting to win a little bit, but, like, it's not so much a boat. Like, yeah, we want to go on a good playoff run, but they don't go into the season going, this is this is the year, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we're, they're not hosting. They're not, it's just that kind of shit, too, so. Yeah. I wonder how many guys are on the Mooseheads right now that they're hosting the Mem Cup, local guys. I think there's five, right? Around five. Well, we'll I remember one research. time it was only Jared. He was the only guy from Halifax. Yeah. And he had a ton of supporters. 
tons. Half the half the stadium showed up for him. <laughs> if you think about it, it was all it was him and then a bunch of Quebec guys that one yeah. year. Jared Grant. Grant. Okay. I found um, just from being down in Plymouth, and you obviously you played there. Um, I found that was like a winning culture too. But that that place was more like a family than I've ever even seen before in like a college. Yeah, that was scenario, crazy, man. Actually. Like just the town, as far as right from the edges of the town, right to the core, which was the rink of that town. Yeah, as soon as you drive just, in it, man, it's pretty cool town. Like I wasn't even on the team; I was just Wig's buddy, and I like people knew me by the end of the week. No for, way for different reasons, of course, but you know what I mean. But <laughs> that they're just like everyone; they're like, "Oh, hey, how you doing? Come on in for like." It's just like a small town feel, which you really probably cool. really cool. Which you and, probably and loved. they would split it up, right? They would have the students on one side, and then. All the townies or family oh, yeah? or whatever on the oh, other yeah. side, but it's just it's pretty crazy in there too. If you get a good little crowd, which usually there was, the place was always juice, man. Dress yeah. room's amazing. You ever go back there after your career? Have I? Yeah. No, I haven't been back. You should uh, go back. Re- regrettably, see it. Yeah, just see if people still recognize you. Well, now my senior class is coming right now. They're really? all just getting to school like these few days. So that's kind of that weird. I think about that all the time. I was going to ask you why, uh, if you don't mind me asking, actually, I don't give a shit, but <laughs> why you only went the one year at Plymouth? Um, Just wasn't for you? No, I I really liked the hockey. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't mind the school. It was all right. I was taking business. That so was fine. Yeah. But I didn't really, I didn't think a whole lot about it before I went. I kind of just, that's somewhere that I wanted to go. And I had lots of time to think. I mean, I wanted to go there since I was probably in my 19 year. Yeah. And uh, so I decided that like before the playoff run, my 20 year, True, I yeah. talked to a coach and I don't know, kind of told him where my head was at. And he said, well, he said, that's a great place to go. You want to go there for a couple of years? Mm-hmm. He said, why don't you? They're just fresh off winning too. Yeah. He said, get it out of your head now. Uh, did th- yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they there. did. That's right. I started to lose in there then. Because when I went there, then we lost in the finals. They've lost in the finals two years since. To Salem State a couple of years in a row, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But, uh, no, I didn't really think about, like, the financials. Like, I was trying to pay my first semester and second semester was getting due, right? As an international and student. And stuff like that. Yeah, it was crazy. The, oh, yeah. The tuition. The and then with the with the dollar, it was mm-hmm. it was nuts. So Yeah, it was a tough time to be in the States at that point, too. Because I remember when Wake first really went down, bad. it was the almost the opposite, I think. He, he was pretty close, like, yeah. even dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, Which makes a big difference, man. Huge. Yeah. It's every 20 bucks. You don't lose 20 bucks. You know what I mean? You have 40 instead. Yeah. <laughs> Quick just, yeah, whatever. But uh yeah, so I don't know. I chatted with the old man about that. He said you got to do what you got to do. Like you want to be there, we'll make it work. Knew he would. He always has. So mm-hmm. I just had to make a decision. So I I yeah. said I got to get out of here. It's so, a tough thing. Yeah, towards the end of the school year there my first year. That's the tough thing to do, though, is even pull the plug on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, you had wanted to go there for a couple of years. You worked hard to to go there and and maintain yourself as a hockey player. And then you get there and it is what you thought it was going to be. And you loved it. But like there was just something about it that just wasn't quite right for you. And it takes a lot of nuts to step away from something like that instead of just like furthering yourself in debt and like potentially regretting the decision. Right. And I didn't really know. I was like, where's this business course going to take me? Like Mm -hmm. If I was doing it just for the schooling, then I should have stayed home and went for a couple grand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I, I didn't think about it too much because I was just so excited to do it and go there. And then when it came down to, like, what's best for me and my future, mm-hmm. it, that sucked. At that point, it was definitely the hardest decision I ever had to make. Yeah. Because but then you're thinking it could be the end period, right? Well, yeah. And I, I had no idea how to get into pro. I was just, I want to go to Europe, I said. Because you obviously didn't have an agent. No. And I never really have. So. No, me either, so. So, um, yeah, it was 
tough decision, but that's crazy. I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah. Instead of it, you didn't give me the answer of just like, well, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, no, no shit. I do you hate left. school. School's not bad though. But do Business you think that right. um, playing that year of college kind of set you up a little bit better? For pro hockey, as far as like, because I know when I when I talk to Wig about his games or I watch them online or whatever, like, really he was like the only one that would hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was like the odd time where emotions would just fucking flare. Yeah. And the guys are hitting and running guys, but then it's just it just looks like a bunch of sooks running guys. Yeah. And then as whereas like the junior A league and like college here is like crashing and banging. If you're on the boards, you're getting killed, kind of thing. Right. But it's more skilled in the states. Yeah. As far as setting setting me up for pro hockey, I think I still think right now that. I improved the most that season from summer to summer than I have any other season yeah? that I've played. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. And I think that was because, like, I, I was young when I got into Churro. It was like get scratched for 10 games your first year and mm-hmm. then be a third or fourth liner when you're in the Fred Page. And then I got to kind of take it and run with it my last two years. Which is but always going, good. Going yeah. there, it was like Craig Russell, fresh. He just he put me on the peeper. He mm-hmm. put me on the PK. He put me on first line with Wiggy and Woody. Yeah. So I was, you know, like they lit, they lit it up the year before those two. Yeah, 100%. And, like, it was just like here. Like, this is yours to kind of take. And then you have your first game on Halloween. So you're there end of August, and you're not playing until the end of October. So weird. You get two months to just settle in. It, yeah. But it's it, cool. It's weird, but it was good. Like, yeah. you do a month of the captain's practices and inner yeah. squads and stuff like that, and then you – Start to cool. ramp it up. So I got a good feel for it and mm-hmm. the rink and the people and stuff. I was just raring to go. and Confidence th- probably through the roof at that yeah, point, too. Yeah, it was too. good. Like, I was on the blue line on the power play. I'd never been even close to there before. <laughs> I thought it was crazy. See, I think but that's I a good it. way to do it for coaching because, obviously, you know, they, they come up and they're like, oh, is he a bottom six guy or is he a top six guy? You know what I mean? Like, if throw the guy up on the first line, like a new guy. Like, for you, obviously, he knew what he was getting in you. Like, you put up some points in junior A. You were a leader from what I remember, right? You guys, you were on winning teams. So if you weren't a leader, they would have just shipped you out, like you said. And uh, so throw him on the first line. If you realize he's not that, that top-skilled guy, give him some things to succeed. If he takes it, then you could, you might even bring more out of him. Right. Instead of being like, oh, I don't have you topped as a top six right. guy, you so we're just going to throw guy, you in the yeah. fucking sewer, Already right? labeled before you even start. And But I get at the time, like there's sometimes in different scenarios where your top six or have been your top six. Yeah. Right. Whereas I know college, it's more of like a funnel, right? There's guys coming and going all the time. Right. There's different recruits coming every year. There's people graduating, guys flunk out, shit like that, right? right. So it's a revolving door. But I just, I, when you said what he did to you, I was like, that's awesome, man. I would love to have it that way, you know? He was really good that way. Yeah. And he gave everybody opportunities. I was going to say, it's such an opportunity game, the game of hockey, man. Mm-hmm. You just need that opportunity to get your feet under you and you just get going. And if you run with that opportunity, then you get your confidence. And that's another half of the battle right there. That is half the battle. Marchand, when he first started with Boston, I think he maybe first year, I don't know how many games he got in, maybe 20, he had two points. Next year, came back, gave him an opportunity. A bunch of guys got hurt. Ended up being a leading scorer on the team. Did they yeah. win the cup that first year when he was there full time or second? I think year? it was the second year. Anyways, he even admitted that he was just like I, I was just given an opportunity. A couple guys got hurt. I was able to be in the lineup for over 20, 25 games. Found my speed in the NHL and just never looked back. Never. And it's just like that in every single level of hockey, man. Mm-hmm. If you are able to stay in a league that maybe isn't your skill set, but 
it's a little bit better. If you're able to just somehow stay there for 10, 15 games, you're going to be able to find yourself in that league and right. just be so much more confident, Right. especially in hockey, man. Hockey's such a momentum game. Ridiculous. Crazy. And that made me think of the first thing you said was where you guys had the month or whatever to settle in. So instead of you having to, like, rush down there, figure your shit out, stay in class and play hockey at the same time, you're right. able to just, like, figure your house out, find your classes, figure out who your teachers and classmates yeah. are. Where's the rank? Where? How do we do this? What's the routine instead of just being thrown into the yeah, fire? Yeah, you got two you know months I mean? to kind of get your bearings and settle in. And yeah. Well, yeah, it was a good – I like that. I didn't like that I wasn't playing hockey by yeah. the end of October yeah. still waiting, but – it gets you ready anyways, and it for makes sure. the season that much better. Plus, you get to enjoy the rib for a couple more weeks. That's right. That's my favorite. I was going to ask, what was your favorite thing about Plymouth? Because mine's the rib. What's the rib? The river that right through the town. It's like a beach, but it's a river. Oh, yeah? And it's hidden by trees and shit. you got to hike to get to it, kind of. Oh, yeah? Secret beach. Oh, man. It's the most unbelievable place you can ever be. You drive there? Uh, no. Well, I drew, drove to Plymouth. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, I flew a couple times, drove a couple times. <laughs> I went out You drive years. there, fly home? Yeah, a couple times. A few visits. Yeah, I went up to see Wiggy a few times, man, for all four years, I think. How long is the drive from here? 14 hours. Depends how fast you drive. I got stopped at the border for like eight hours, so. Why? Oh, I had the .012 of marijuana in my car. What? Oh, yeah, I put in a cell, everything. Did you? Oh, yeah. The dog sniff it out? No, the dog didn't sniff it out. I well, got how are they going to find one point, whatever? Because it was in like a box under. I had moved the day before. Yeah. So I had a bunch of shit in the car still. It was under the seat. It was in like a weed box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was nothing in it. Yeah. It was just like fragments. <laughs> and uh, they pulled us in. That's because I was wearing a Hockey Canada sweater. I know it was. We just rolled, we just won World J's. So <laughs> but he was choked still. <laughs> Good prick. Right on. <laughs> so like that I said, sucks. 45 minutes goes by just like that. Remember I said that? Yeah. What'd right. you do in the cell? Me? Yeah. Eight hours in a cell. What well, do you it do? wasn't quite eight hours. It was like two or three or something like that, but still it feels like that. Are you worried at all at this point? No, because he had nothing on me. I know the rules. What are the rules? You just can't have anything on you. But he had found like fragments, and it's part of their law. You either impound my car or I pay 500 bucks to leave. So I was like, okay, so it, what? I said, I'm a criminal to you technically, but I just give you 500 bucks and I get to continue on into your country. I go, some defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you give him 500 bucks? Or I just had you go? to, or I didn't no. get my car back. That's some shady That's shit. That's a tough bounce. Yeah, but I partied extra hard when I got there <laughs> because of it. Wait, you did you pay 500 bucks cash or debit? Credit card, mother sucker. I was going to say, where'd that 500 bucks go? It wasn't you're my paying, 500 bucks cash. either, so. Whose uh, <laughs> <laughs> money was it? That doesn't matter. No, I'm not saying <laughs> names. <laughs> I'd probably faint. Yeah, but you're soft like that. I'm not soft. Me and Lance are I'd here. I'd battle through fucking, it. Yeah, that's... Oh, you, oh, you were with someone. Yeah, I was. I wasn't traveling alone. Well, that makes, was, he in, was your buddy in the cell too? Mm-hmm. Did you meet anyone else in the cell? No, man. It wasn't too happening of a spot at 5 in the morning. But was there anybody else in the cell? Or is it just you two? Each different cells. Oh, okay. Oh, you got your own cell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It was real nice. <laughs> yeah, just, I've I never was been. super happy to have my own cell. I've never been in a cell. I just I got searched know. and everything. But he's like, if you make any weird motions, I'm going to take you down. So he was like patting my legs and like upper my groins and shit. And he like kind of nicked one of my nuts. And <laughs> I, made, I made like a weird motion. And he just dropped me to the ground. I was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, what would you do if I nicked your nutsack? You know what I mean? Do you have to wear one of those orange jumpsuits? No, but I wore those for Halloween one year. <laughs> Walked across the bridge. No one would look at me, man. It was fucking amazing. Like five in the morning. Halloween? Yep. Didn't you and I have a huge hike? Oh, no, that was Alex. No, oh, man, this guy's in dream world. He thinks he's been hanging out with me his whole life. You've been trying to hang out with me my whole life. <laughs> Jeez, well, here we complete are. opposite way, man. Jeez. How do you think I want him here right now? He's just lingering here. He just takes that mic every single time. 
He doesn't, he doesn't even know what to do with it. I might have turned it off. No, you're good. I've been watching the whole time. But yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Yeah, you do have to have your head in a swivel. What's that? Oh, on this thing? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, well. There's been times where we've done the podcast and it wasn't even recording. We've been down here for like an hour and a half. No. Just completely. It's it's probably one of the worst experiences ever, just setting everything up. And that's why we bought the HDMI cord because it connects to the TV. So now right. I can watch the, the levels go. 2018, Belanger got an HDMI cord go. finally. You see HCMI? Yeah, that's what I said. <clears throat> High definition. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me alone, man. Talk to him. All right, man. So I want to ask you something, though, before Belanger goes. How's yeah. your French? I'm not going anywhere. Terrible. Terrible? It's yeah. not any better now that you come back from Marseille? I think I think I, I think I I picked, well, I know I can pick up on it more, but I never really tried to learn it. Was it one of those, did you go there just on a whim as well? Well, I, you say as well, like I'm like. Well, you said you floating just. Floating around. No, but you said like the first time you were like. You were like, ah, it was kind of the only offer, and then another opportunity came. Yeah, like that was, yeah. So I was in Romania. You don't have an agent, there. so it's more of a whim than anything. The Romania thing was, uh, I think, two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And that previous spring, I had been in contact with Adam Briggs is from uh, Wallace. He's a goalie. He played in he played in DMJ a bit and um, Royal Military College, and then he went to France as well. So he had a contact or two over there. He put mm-hmm. me in touch with. These guys kind of, they were like active players who would work for an agency. Really? And they would kind of get guys over there and take a little fee or just help them out or whatever. So That's sweet. He put me in contact with this guy, and this team ended up being the second division in France, and that was Tours. Oh, yeah. So I talked to them in the spring and went through all the contract and whatever, and then they said like, or they gave me the whatever their request was. And I said, yeah, 100%, I'll do that. Came back and said they couldn't make it happen, so that sucked. Then all this happened, ended up going to Romania, and uh, on November like 10th or 11th, he reached back out to me. I finally started scoring a couple goals, and then he called me, and he asked me if I wanted to go there. So at first, I was kind of, Jesus, I don't know about that, but um, I thought about it, and like I said, it was, there was a bunch of imports in and out. Like, we had a couple of guys, like, they got rid of a guy that was drafted to the show, played in the KHL. He was like 35, 36, but he just... I don't know. They didn't give you very much time to prove yeah. yourself, you know. They wanted to gas all of us after the first weekend. We lost in overtime and then lost the next two games in a 3-3 three and three in <laughs> Serbia and Hungary. And then we came back home and they were like, get rid of the four imports. Hungary. Yeah. So Budapest. It was, yeah, we yeah a couple of games in Budapest. Did you get to go out there? No, we didn't. You didn't party in Budapest? We were outside of Budapest. It was, like, it was called Uipest. Which sounds like it's made up. Really? Sounds like a poor man's Budapest. That was, yeah, it, it was. It was it probably not as good as parties. You hear all the best parties are in Budapest, man. Yeah, I never got to. That experience. sucks. I never even really got to go around Budapest, and that's too bad because that's a sweet looking city. So, is there any places you did get to go to that you really remember, and that you're, you know what I mean, that you're kind of like, wow, I can't believe hockey kind of took me here. Is that ho- sorry? Is that hotel real in Budapest, or is that just for the movie? No idea. Do you no, know? No idea. Should look into that. Sorry, keep going. Um, I didn't go anywhere too cool. No, well, you said it was you kind Serbia, of like, Hungary, it was like how did like I end up in Serbia? You know, well, think about where <laughs> I think about from. This is bananas. Like, I should, you know, like I shouldn't be here. Okay, but so it's kind of cool to be there. Put yourself in like even just like your little brother's shoes, or maybe like a kid from. I think I read that you're from Newfoundland originally, but 
I don't know why so, no. s- someone said that. No. Some statistics guy we got yeah. here on the high button, eh? Stewiak, Jesus. Boy. Yeah, I know that's what I knew, Stewiak, but someone said maybe your family was from Newfoundland. I don't know. That was No, Cape Breton, but that's Or yeah, sorry, Cape Breton. I was born that's what in it was. Not Newfoundland. So my Cape, old man's same thing. Have you ever been in to Newfoundland? That's right. Uh, Have you ever no. Been? Oh. So I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> well, other than Hungary. <laughs> He's been to yeah, Serbia. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, picture you playing whatever it is in Brookfield for the Elks. I'm I'm assuming that's what it was in minor hockey. Yeah. And then you're like you're sitting there and you're going, okay, 10 years down the road, I imagine I'll be playing like probably in Serbia and Hungary <laughs> and, and just outside of Budapest. Like, no, last thing you'd think of. That's what I mean. Like yeah. at that point, as far as when you were, I mean, they had cell phones when you were playing like modern hockey and stuff like that, whereas they didn't really with us. You can see where your options are, but like it was a little bit less for you. So it's like, obviously that wasn't your main goal was to make uh, like the Hungary over in Hungary or whatever. Right. So for you at that age, what what was your was it, were you an NHL guy? Were you just playing it because you loved the sport? Like in minor hockey? Yeah, shit like that. Up until the point where you realize your the show's not in it for you. Yeah, I was a show guy. When was Everybody that? wants to be a show guy. Uh, that's a good question. I never really thought of that. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't remember the year that you stop believing in Santa. You know, it's that's like true. what year did I uh, stop yeah. thinking? Like when did I know I was like, oh, the NHL is really good. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think my I, was like I like 12, that. Man. Maybe, I like that. Maybe like, maybe like Pee Wee because that was when Nate was coming up and playing two and three years ahead. Like, McKinnon, yeah, playing a couple years ahead, and he was just way better than us all, and he was younger, right? So he was a year younger than me, and two and three years younger than the guys that he was playing against. And it was like, oh, this is—he's the guy. Like, that's how good you got to be. These mm-hmm. guys that were all sick, like. They're three years older than him, two feet taller yeah. than him, and he's just way better, way, way faster. Better. Nate yeah. still thinks Santa's real. <laughs> he pre-skipped that year. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was pretty young, but I always wanted to answer your question, I guess. I always wanted to play for Churro, really, because that's – my old man, actually, he coached uh, Junior B in Brookfield when I was very young, when I was Major playing Major like Major novice two? there. Yeah. So, that was my goal. I wanted to be like a Brookfield elk. Because I could hardly see over the, the boards. And these big dudes are going That's out. That's awesome, Fighting man. all the time. Like, I remember a couple guys that were real good. And I like watching them. So, that was my first thing. Then you start going to these games in Churro. However, I might have been six, seven, eight. Yeah. Then those are the best players you ever seen. So, yeah. it was like the TV wasn't even real. Who The guys playing on yeah. there. Yeah, That's true. It's a and fantasy I didn't know world. And I didn't know any show guys or anything like that. So, it was, yeah, it was like I wanted to play in Churro. Then after that, it was like, can I play some pro? And then you played in Churro. Played in Churro. So was that, did, when you finally like got drafted to Churro or whatever, did you rethink back to your childhood and think like, holy shit, this Definitely. is crazy. Like, Definitely. I did it. You know what I mean? Because you could have went to any freaking, any fucking team. I don't know why I said friggin'. That was stupid. But you could have literally essentially in the whole entire league and you ended up yeah. where you wanted well, to Well, they territorial pick you, right? Yeah, well, I know. I, w- so that's, I went in that pick too, so the territorial thing. You? We all did. I meant to did ask like what year you were with Metro. Because uh, I feel like we played against each other. Metro. Did. Right? Like, because I'm, I'm thinking when they were the Marauders, they were Metro Marauders. 2000, 2000, uh, 2011, 2012, 2012, 2013. Okay, yeah. So, my first two years. Yeah. You were with Churro. I can just, yeah, picture a Belanger on the back of a jersey out there. Yeah. You did picture it or you didn't yeah, picture it? Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, I can just picture it. Yeah, no, I can't. But I meant to ask you because I was like, Belanger, like, I think you played. 
And nothing against you, like a hundred guys played for the Metro Marauders <laughs> in those first two years I was in the league. Yeah, man, I didn't even get to bother to know anyone. It was some just, guys didn't even have the really right fucking though, no, It was pretty crazy. We had a core group of guys, but there was definitely some guys coming from like the junior B and when yeah. there was like when King was there and Thomas and them. King, Andrew Wigington, yeah, uh, so Wayne Bedecki, the team, ben the Clark, team wasn't ben bad Clark. then. It was the next couple of years that it started, like the wheels came off. Like Adam Brown and, and there shit. was a bunch of there was guys yeah in high school coming in for games and guys yeah. from all over the place i don't even were they still yeah they were called the marauders they still i think the third year like the, the first lo- two years they were pretty were they the halifax shipbuilders shipbuilders lions they, they went lions marauders and then after i don't know and what and then shipbuilders the wheels fell off with the shipbuilders for sure that i remember sucks. Riggis telling me like the wheels fell off because he Riggis was still there the year after and then he went down and played junior b yeah and he was somewhere good. he was great but yeah. i just see i think he was just fed up with the the organization and he just left. Yeah, what organization? Exactly. I yeah, was, I remembered. I was like, I can see Blanchet on the back of a jersey out there. You know, you can just picture like. Yeah. I'll remember like guys fucking tape jobs and stuff. I'm the same weird, way. Yeah. I could tell you exactly everything about everybody that I ever played against, and I think that what is what kept me from being killed, and probably you too. Yeah, you got your head down, but you see their laces. Oh fuck! Yeah, you like see their fuck. stick. Yeah. See them in the glass coming behind you. Yeah. But I find it helps you as a player too. Like if I. I knew what stick you were using and what kind of curve or what kind of tape job, like if it was something specific. And I got my head buried in the ice. I'm trying to battle through guys, but all of a sudden I pick your blade up at the back post and there's a lane there for me. I don't need to you see that it's it. you. Yeah. Yeah. You go there on your just mental memory, right? So I think those things probably help out a lot. Do you guys think you're a better driver because you're hockey players? I always think I'm a I great always... driver because I was a good hockey player. Like my peripheral vision, I just know my surroundings at all time. Do you ever think that? It's that's weird. I don't know if I ever thought about it. I always use kind that example. Of do you? Yeah. Yeah, you do. You feel like people are such bad drivers. I've almost got run into this, I'd say this summer, three times people just coming into the lane when you're pretty quickly passing them. But I still feel pretty in control out there. Yeah. I'd say the same thing. You just feel like you know what's going on around yeah, you. Yeah, I'm just like a step so ahead. So even if, even if you try and do something stupid, I'm just going to yeah. do this. Yeah, Defensive driving ahead, is what it's yeah. called. I just remember being 16, driving for the first time, and just being like, "This is a breeze. I know everything that's going <laughs> I'm on." Sick. Yeah, yeah, this is it's not a big deal. So funny People that you asked that. It, though. I always yeah. say that I'm always like, because I'm always giving examples of where hockey helped me in my life. Yeah. So off the top of my head, I always think, "Well, think about driving." I said, "From all the times I've had to shoulder check going into the corner, and especially the way I play, yeah. you really got to be alert of who's around you and how fast they're coming and yeah. what angle you have to be at." So like now, I'm able to turn my head like that and pick up the Mazda six fucking <laughs> six speed red coming at me on in the right lane doing 130. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just for some reason, obviously by driving over the years, you pick up different things, but. You're right. Yeah, and being aware being of your a, it's like, like you said. How many people can do this and all they see is just like a splash? Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. It does oh, make yeah. your peripheral very good. Very good. You work at your, your whole reactions, life. man. Yeah. Think about the amount of times that a puck's been coming at your face you didn't see and you got out of the way and oh, you're like, yeah. how? Yeah. It's because we've been doing it since you were five. But you're doing things controlled still. It's not just... Well, if you think about it, hockey is north... South driving north south. It's the same direction. And if you're taking an off ramp, you're probably not going anywhere anyway. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> what was I gonna ask? Also, I had fucking I had a great question to follow that up. Yeah, that was a while ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys ever have the dream that you're playing hockey and you forget your gear? Or you don't have a stick. You ever have that dream? That's called a nightmare, no. my friend. Well, it's a, well, it happens to me. Do you ever have that? No. No. It happens. I talked to some hockey guys about it. It happens. Really? You don't have that? No. Because did you ever forget your gear before? Yeah. Well, that's why it happens. Well, you don't ever forget your gear? I've never forgotten my gear. You ever forget your gear? No. I've forgotten You've a piece never, of gear. You, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. You guys have never forgotten a piece of gear. Oh, Even you, when I you're younger. You full gear, like your whole bag, like you got to the range no. and you went, fuck. <laughs> no, just Imagine. like, wait, are we, t- are we talking about the dream or are we talking about real life? 
Well, the dream. real life. If we ever forgot gear, I, I don't think I've ever forgotten. Like gear. minor hockey, you've never forgot an elbow pad. Oh, maybe an elbow pad or something. I wouldn't remember that now, though. I just but, play with that. But I never like forgot my skates or a stick. Like you said, the stick and the dream. I guess I never forgot a st- my sticks or anything. If like I ever that. forgot something in real life, it was like an elbow pad or a shin pad or something. But yeah. no, in the dream, like I'll have a dream where like I forget. I'm out there and I don't have a stick. I'm playing with my my <laughs> my skates. And I, I just can't get it. my stick. No, it ha- it happens. Frustrating. I no, get a kick out of the people. Like baseball players, they'll come to the field and they don't have their glove. I'm like. <laughs> it's one thing you yeah, need. It's, there's one fucking piece of equipment in baseball. It's like you come, like if you're a construction worker or a carpenter, and you come to work with no drill. Yeah. Or you're a driver and you come without the keys. Like, you the don't forget thing. your gear. I'm sorry. Like, or the, and the excuses from the kids. Well, my mom packed my gear. <laughs> well, that's even fucking worse. <laughs> Pack your own shit. Our, I was so bad at packing my gear when I was younger. So whenever we'd go on these, like when we went to the Quebec, do you ever go to that tournament in Pee Wee, the Quebec? No, I didn't. So that's like the Warrior Meltdown. No, that's no, uh, was, later on in life. I went to that. Oh, is it the UNB thing? I don't know. I, d- I didn't go to any of them. Uh, but I know what you're talking about. It's like the biggest tournament in North America. In Pee Wee, at least, yeah. So yeah. this was like the furthest we would have ever traveled at the time. Mm-hmm. Fucking going to fucking Quebec. So I remember just taking all my gear up in my room, just laying it out, <laughs> <laughs> just like all right. And I had a checklist. <laughs> I had a list. All right, cup. All right, short shin pad right, shin pad left. Just putting it all because I was so nervous to drive all the way to Quebec and just forget something because it's happened multiple, multiple times. I've forgotten shit. Oh, thank God. No, man. It's all right, more mom, you got to drive back to something. Quebec from Quebec. Get if you had family in Quebec, you'd have been good. There's plus, there's. Yeah, no one plays hockey, though. Three million fucking sports stores in Quebec every 10 square feet. <laughs> Steve, that's four. Um, I was going to say something on that note, and then I think I just got burnt out. My brain stopped working. We're on an hour here. Well, there's something on here. Oh, take it away. Colby, do you have anything to ask us? I don't Jesus, think so. we're just talking about yourself this whole time, I man. Know. Come on. I got I'm a couple notes. A couple, like couple <laughs> notes. A couple notes. A couple notes. So was there, there was a Matt Brenton. Do you know that name? Yeah, very well. Was he uh, on your team at any point? Who's that? No, he wasn't. He wasn't? Was he in the area that you were playing? When I was over there? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We played against each other last year. So okay. when we were both in the second division of France, yeah. then we played against each other. Pretty good game. We played against each other shift by shift quite a bit that game too. He ended up scoring the fucking winner in overtime. Did though. he? Yeah, he's a Stuyak boy too, isn't game. he? Yeah, he used to uh, he used to train me in uh, going into that Fred Page Cup year. He's always been very good with. You guys won the Fred Page that year too, huh? Yeah, he's the always been Black. very good with his hockey stuff. His off ice. Yeah. So he used to be. Yeah, that's how we kind of. Got to be buddies as he was training me, and then because I was always wondering if the connection was for out there was with him, right? Because I knew, oh, right. yeah, and a lot of people have asked that actually, yeah. because that's the, that would come to mind, like that's the most obvious connection. Because I would expect the next kid from Stewiak that goes to do kind of what you do would, would ask you, right? You know what I mean, it's kind of like a generational thing, yeah. right? Hmm. That's crazy. The language barrier did that affect you at all in like Russia and stuff like that? Never went to Russia. Right, that's not what I meant. Uh, Romania. Romania, yeah, sorry. That was crazy, yeah, because yeah. you couldn't really get away with your English or your hand signals there. They just, because they were really that town that I was in was their force there from Hungary, I think in the Second World War. So they were all speaking Hungarian still. 
So Hungarian is even harder to <laughs> understand than Romanian. Romanian's got a little bit of connection to French, so I thought I might be able to do something with that. But they all spoke Hungarian. It just sounded like sounds. It <laughs> just so, sounded like sounds. And they didn't know much English. Like, it was only a small town, so Man. you'd go and you'd just have to point to the menu, whatever you wanted. They knew what a beer was, and that was it. So how does a place like that get a hockey team? They, they, the locals love it. There's nothing else to do there, so they got their <laughs> big ice rink. It looks like it's a couple hundred years old, but it's actually, like, 75. Like, it is pretty old but it's I, nice should, I should look that that's it's an old rink yeah it was falling apart like things fall apart over there they don't pick them up or do anything with it they just leave it no carpentry companies running a eh? there's <laughs> there's just chunks of cement falling everywhere they don't do anything people but inside love. they kept the ice okay but there's four thousand people there at every game man people love hockey even if you don't get the rules people love hockey people love fighting people love competition it's a, it's, a, it's the fastest game in the world, no, not in the world, but it's fastest game on ice, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's an entertaining, entertaining sport. Yeah. You ever see that? Or you got another question? I got a couple questions. You go ahead. You ever see that documentary? It's about a, a, a league in Quebec. It's professional. It's like all they do is fight. fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I think it's Les based boys. on a Laval, the, the boys in the rink or the boys on the bus or something. It's called Lay Boys. There was at one point. And some of the guys live in the rink. Yeah. You ever see that documentary? Yeah, yeah. You guys must. Have, we watched it on our bus in junior. A. Yeah, we did. I never watched. Well, we watched. That. I thought a bunch of just hopefuls. They think they're still going to the show, and they're just. It's like, like the, the lowest semi-pro league, right? Yeah. Well, technically, it there's might. some guys on it that like obviously know what they're doing, but there's some guys that are just so out of it that oh. they're like just trying to grind it out and get to the show and get their spot. <laughs> like one guy's living in the trainer's room, yeah. or like in behind underneath the rink, they like cut out underneath like a smew would have. Oh no! I never oh seen yeah, that. it's crazy. They would like be having team dinner, and like the biggest fighter on the team would be like, you know, I heard there's a scout from Detroit coming down today to look at me. I don't know. This, is, this could be the this could be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> this could be it. And guy this can guy can't skate. even barely speak. Like he's just yeah. a complete dummy. I have seen that. <laughs> he's just like, oh, you know, this this could be the one for me. I, you know, I should start packing my stuff up. I'm going to Detroit next week, and like they just live in a fantasy world. I wish fantasy I fantasy world. That's what, what is the name of it? I don't know. Look it up. Meathead thinks he's because there's a town that he keeps talking about, and I always forget what it is. Because we used to watch him with the fighters. Man, it's a hilarious documentary. <laughs> they pick they picked him up at the train station, and like the game would be in three hours. He'd just go right to the rink, do like bench press, and just go out and fight <laughs> for shit. <laughs> do bench press. Oh my god. Oh man, I I want to watch that tonight. I gotta. If anyone's listening, tweet that fucking movie at us. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go go ahead um, with your questioning. So you said. So, you're not playing hockey this year? As far as I know, yeah. As far as you know. I want so to. We'll keep that open for anybody who's listening who has an opportunity. Well, if you can't play, there's always Fantasy League, uh, Xbox. <laughs> that's right. So that's what are you a, doing these days? One. You working? Yeah, I just started the shipyard on Monday. So shipyard. Going through orientation and training and all that now. So what so kind of, go. did you have to be like, to go to school for that or anything like that? Jesus, no. No? I'm just going to do labor. Labor, okay, cool. Oh, so boy. you're in the real man's world, which I've been in for few years getting there yeah so i i can see why you say you still want to play hockey because i'm glad you haven't turned the page yet yeah, yeah don't tough, give up it's a fucking well tough i don't i just i don't want to i'd no. play forever yeah but you got to make a choice it's the same as the school thing you got to make real life choices so i wasn't like i'm not rolling in cash from playing over in fucking france two and three or romania right mm -hmm. like it's fun great times at least you can not say you did times. it yeah but if the right opportunity comes along then then yeah, I, right. I said I'd take it, but I didn't go looking really, and 
I would like to play if there's. It's hard. It's crazy. There's not senior that you can play in around here. Like the East Hanley is the closest thing to it, man. In our in our province, yeah, it's crazy. Or I guess the like, there's New a lot of good league. hockey players in Nova Scotia that just end up not playing after junior, after school, mm-hmm. after a few years of pro or semi pro. Wig played in uh, the New Brunswick Senior League. Yeah, did he? El or El Hawks. What did he say yeah. about it? I went to a couple games, man. There's a lot. Like, Chad Denny's playing in it. <laughs> there's uh, some good hockey players. There's really good like, hockey I would players. Like, I would play in that this season. And they got good money, too. And I haven't heard much. Like, I reached out to a couple guys, and they say, I don't know if there's going to be a league. They might only uh, have two imports. Like and I've been waiting to hear back from yeah. a couple guys I haven't heard from. Isn't there a place up so, in Newfoundland? Yeah, that's the biggest league. But, yeah, that's really But is it just league. Newfoundland? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. How, many, how many teams are in it? Five or six. Something like that. Gander, uh, Grand Falls, St. John's. Yeah, I heard uh, good things about that league. Like Boucherville, it's just really I think. League. You've heard about it, Caribou. Too, yeah. Caribou's yeah, always. Like they've always had really good senior league. Yeah, any thought of doing that? I would, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a tougher league to get into as well. They got like yeah. Aaron Ashton played and shit, like a bunch of a lot of XNHL guys. Didn't he get cut? I think probably. Didn't, I think but at he the did deadline play. he got. Didn't he get canned at the deadline because they brought in someone better? Probably. Like, I thought no that was way. Impressive. Yeah. He's like an established NHL guy. Yeah. And he Just got go. canned. Yeah, but sometimes you Somebody just more skill pass for sure. your time, man. That's all. Yeah, I guess so. The game's not about the, the tough guys anymore, man. Like, I hate to say it. Well, I would have thought of, like, leagues like this, though. I thought that's what a, what they would have used to sell tickets. The Newfoundland Senior League is very good, man. Like, they, they go to the Allen Cup every year and usually either win it or lose the yeah, final. Yeah, they're in the final, yeah. If the high button takes a road trip, man, I, want to, I do want to go to Newfoundland. Like, I want to get up there. I've never been. It's unbelievable. We went up for Junior B Atlantic, so it was fucking unreal. Man, I got to get there. <laughs> That's some fun I had, too, when I was junior hockey age. I think it was my first year. Yeah. And these guys won the league that year in East Hans. In Junior B. Oh, yeah, I remember. Um, East Hans was raring that year, man. Yeah. We were in the parade and everything. You're in the parade? We had a Canada Day parade, man. We had our own float and shit. <laughs> the boys were hammered. <laughs> on it, too. That was a big season. It was, You guys man. killed it. But remember you said about local people earlier in the in the show here and that year we had like six or seven local guys we had like 10 at the start of the year and then they just kind of funneled out but we had six or seven guys so if you even just think about if three people from each one of their families comes you almost got a small section filled you know what i mean and then people recognize the name and then that person tells their company that this is and like man i'm telling you that rink was i've never seen it so packed in my life yeah and such small communities too everybody knows everybody Mm -hmm. you want to go watch your local boys and And a lot of people go to those games every year anyways friday night there's beer that's the thing to do you know what i mean especially if you're winning like i remember in the playoffs there was the place was packed and warm up what what, we're talking about east dance right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. because east dance like they're we got a good following from East Hans on this and they're just like super loyal people but at the same time that year in Junior B we were active in the community community. like we were doing skates and you know we went to shooters when it was when Beth just rebought it and like I was insistent that the boys go and we hang out and like and that's what it was we were a family man we were all a bunch of guys that were literally done in their careers there was a couple young guys like Cody and shit that you kind of want to you don't want to be like eh that guy like don't look forward to this and everyone just had the same idea we all just wanted to win I remember one time I was like, who here has won anything significant in hockey? There might have been me and maybe one other person that raised their hand just because I played in Halifax. So we had Steve Anthony. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I was like, oh, my fuck. Like, it just makes – everybody wanted to win for the next guy. It was unreal. Like, no one could touch us in the playoffs. It was sick. We'd yeah, just, that like, was sick. That win, was booze. Run. Play the next day, booze. After and I was we just win. waiting for his after <laughs> Yeah, that's Hanging right. out at the Anthony's house. So that would be how I'd know Colby when you asked me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's when we would have met. That Pretty East much Hans, how I know everybody is partying. That East Hands ring seems like a fun place to play when it's packed. 
that is. one. It's a big. You got big stands on that one side, and he stands. Yeah. So it's it's steep. It's big. The fans aren't ruthless there. They're just loud and proud. You guys do pucks man. on the glass there. No, it's not Yarmouth. Not Yarmouth. Fuck, the I worst. hate that. That's the worst. Everybody that's played in hate Yarmouth it. loves it though. I oh yeah, Wake said he loved it. I would. I don't think I would. No. It's annoying. <laughs> they do it in warm up. Yeah. I know. It's the you worst. You can't get mad at them, man. They're, they're, a lot of them are mentally challenged and stuff like that. So <laughs> they are. Yeah, I know. If you, it's like the icy nights or whatever. Because I warns Billy Wig, everybody that I know has played in Yarmouth, and it's just like a program, and it's people that they get them out to the rinks and stuff. So it's like the fans are able to walk by the dressing room. I remember sitting out there in inter- intermission. Some guys walking by, putting ketchup on his hot dog, almost spills it on me. Like it's an actual thing. Yeah. No, no security. Just there. Yeah, come on through. Yeah, no, small town. Small town. Nothing else to do. You going the to whole town's there, though. You going to Roop's Esso after this? No, buddy. I'm living... I'm a city boy now. Are you? No, I'm outside the city, but I'm just down the street <laughs> from you guys. Where yeah. you at? I'm Larry Utech. Oh, yeah. So it's not like I'm North End or anything, but... Roop's Esso's hilarious. We asked Siller about it. And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, you got a liquor store? You got Timmy's? You got gas? He's like, yeah. all in one spot, man. It's the place to be. <laughs> right. right. He just landed over in, uh, in Czech there. The other yeah. Day. Yes. How, what, what, did you know that? Or was that just announced? Like, he kept it private. I would say he kept it private. But he'd probably seen as soon as the first person shared it. Too. I think he went yeah. soon after he signed. So Probably the right opportunity came for him and his family, right? I think it'll yeah. be fun to live in Prague for a year at least anyways. I'm think? sure he'll enjoy himself. Fuck Prague. Have you guys ever been to Prague? No. Beautiful. It's a little... Uh, people are a little eh, but you get used to them. It's beautiful. A Czech Republic. Love it. Dollar pints, eh? Euro pints. Oh, my God, man. That's crazy, dudes. He's a hockey player. You, he'll, if he, if he, the place he's playing in, uh, I think I know the team. I think I know the rink too. Um, just be loved over there. They love hockey players over there. That's sweet. We went, to, we went to a strip club over there, and we pretended we were like the, the I forget the name of the team, Raditan. Anyways, anyways, we went to the rink. Twenty thousand people. They loved the team, so we went to the local strip club. <laughs> told we said we were on the team. Man, I'm gonna leave it there, but yeah. it was a great, great yeah, fucking right. time. They, for you yeah, guys, it worked, worked yeah. out for us. It was a great, great time. But no, they they love uh, they love hockey players over there in Europe. He's a family man though, so Siller, if you're listening, don't go to the strip clubs. But no, it's a it's a great time <laughs> over there. Probably bring your dog over there. Yeah, definitely, Levi. Imagine. <laughs> I got one more question for you before we we shoot out of here. If you had the chance to do it all over again, do you think you'd still probably do it close? Obviously, no one will do it 100% the same way unless you start it and finish exactly how you pictured it. Right. But for the most part, do you think the route you took was good for you as a person as far as your life, uh, you know, what it's done to you as a whole? Yeah, I'd say for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like you said, everybody would change maybe a couple things. Um, yeah, it's tough. Like, there's things that don't work out, but you still don't regret. Mm-hmm. Then there's things that could have worked out better, and you're like, I just should have done something else. Yeah. So I'm kind of in that, like... I'm glad I went to school. I'm glad I played in Churro. Um, played overseas. I'm glad I went to Romania. Mm-hmm. Uh, then from there, I should have made a little wiser decisions, I think. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to be where I'm at right now, so I can't regret any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems to have, from my point of view, it seems to, you know, like, you have to make the tough decisions and shit like that. So obviously, you've learned something along the way. And I think probably playing in Churro for all those years made you more of a pro in life and in hockey than anything yeah their first class there. for sure man oh, everyone yeah. i've talked to is they're they're pro yeah every, every person that come out of there stays true to them you know what i mean yeah so and in the grand scheme of life i think playing hockey over in europe playing hockey in general compared to some parts of the world i think we're living pretty comfortable yeah that was my you main know? message if you know if anybody who's listening might be or younger who's listening don't be afraid to do shit like that don't be afraid to 
to you know make a make a decision and then it not work out for you. Yeah. Just do something else. Well, yeah. like my old man always tell me, and ever you got tough times or you're in a weird new place, he'd say, "Well, worst case, you come home. Yeah. That's it. You got to come home. Here it's, we are." It's so simple, but so it almost gave yeah. me a right. chill to think about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're an eight-hour flight from home, anyway, and then you're thinking, "Do I like home that much?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good though. But your dad was a hockey coach, so he understands the grind, right? Yeah, hockey guy. Hockey guy. He gets it. He He's gets a hockey it. guy. Your whole family is. Yeah. Right on. Time flies, man. Hour 14 minutes here. It ain't bad. No, it ain't bad at all. See, I tell you, man, you just get going and you just talk for hours. Not hours, but you just talk. Just like going to a restaurant, man, catch up with one of the fellas. It's the best job ever. I know, man. (laughs) You know what we were supposed to do? The one we, the the podcast me and you did. We should have had some beers for that one. We got to start playing them better. That's all. Anyways. Fridge right there. Trust me. I'm thinking about like we're... I don't know. We'll have a studio here eventually. Like one day, we will have a studio, and in the room there'll be a mini fridge with beers for the guests as well. Yeah, for the guests as well. Also, not even like you know whiskey. Eh, whiskey could get a little dangerous. Well, we'll have a shuttle service. Yeah, shit, so we're good. Depends. How long. I'll end up sitting here for three, four hours. You bring out the whiskey. It's <laughs> <Just> like. <laughs> do you know Romania? If, another thing I want to do too is like be able to like smoke a cigar. Like I know you said you want to smoke a joint on a podcast, but it's like. If, we, if I'm in an apartment and we turn one room into the studio, like, do apartments allow smoke? Is there such thing as a smoking it. apartment anymore? Not really, but I got an easier solution for you. Don't Instead say outdoor studio because it's no, not no. happening. Fuck that. I, no, 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 no. You can't do a the podcast in the your, winter. You're smoking anyways. My, my thing is I have an easier solution for you. Instead of getting an apartment, yeah. get a car. It's cheaper. You can drive to my house. We can make the studio in my big, huge fucking space that's out there, and you can smoke. You can drink. You can fart. You can piss yourself. doesn't matter. You can do what you want. Yeah, but I don't see myself coming out to East Hans to do a podcast. I get that you're doing it here. I appreciate that. I'm very fortunate for you coming here. But think about guests, though. Like, guests aren't going to go all the way out to East Hans, are they? So you they? put a high-button sticker on your fucking car, and you pick them up and drive them out. Then it's first class. There you go. It's off the top of my head. All right. This is, this is a conversation for another time. All right. Colby, <laughs> thanks for coming out, man. I appreciate it. You're more than welcome to come back anytime. You're Great talker. Great talker. Good for us. Thanks for having me, boys. No worries. Good luck with uh, hopefully you play this year, man. Hopefully. Yeah. Man, get up to Newfoundland. Well, Do it. I will say that I have signed a deal uh-uh. in the last few days. Man, why are you telling us this now? With Davies Plumbing and <laughs> in the East Hands Junior Gents League. So I'll be going up against this guy all winter if things don't work out in a You're lucky way, you told so. me that at the end of the show. Well, that's why I'm not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I I've thought he was going to say I'm going to I've been known to be hated in that league, so. I actually like playing against Davies, though. Those boys are beauties, Jimmy and, and Evan and all those guys. All the boys, they got man. beers on the bench and stuff. Everyone else is dead serious. So. Am I playing this year? Yep. Okay, so. Once we figure it out. So, anyways. Do I have to, well, how much does it cost? Then? Wait, we'll get into that. Anyway. Whatever. We've been trying to end this thing for fucking 10 <laughs> minutes. All right, so everyone listening, high button fans, we love you. Thank you for tuning in once again. Um... Yeah, like I said, we got t-shirts for sale. We got to get rid of those so we can get our next batch in. And it's not really about buying the t-shirts. It's about supporting the high button in order for us to get better equipment to give you guys a better product, uh, which is the high button, better cameras, better microphones, whatever it may be. Better haircuts. Better haircuts, things like that. Better studio. Mini fridge. Mini fridge, (laughs) beers. So it all comes back to you. Uh, We do truly appreciate the support uh, that we've been getting these past, uh, I don't know, how long have we been doing this? Six months? Not long enough, buddy. Not long enough. Anyways, uh, yeah, so go to all of our uh, social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. Spotify. Uh, I really got nothing else to say. If you guys see us out, talk to us. We'll talk back. Give us some ideas. We're always looking for creative people. Hi, Button. We are out. Peace.